question. Am I supposed to be only drinking water on the show? No, no, you can drink a cocktail if you want. All right, cool. I ain't want to mess up the sponsorships. Yeah. Not a problem. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Living a Rich Life, the home version. I am your host, Rich James. And Living a Rich Life is made up of six elements. That's what we believe here at Living a Rich Life Network. That's good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Now here on Living a Rich Life Network, uh, we like to inform and inspire and remind each other of the importance of living a rich life. Um, and again, as I mentioned, we have those six principles that we, we move by, live by, and hopefully we inspire someone to change. Today's show is all about the entertainment industry. We have uh, two phenomenal guests. Our special guest is gonna be the host of Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. They are phenomenal, great uh, group of individuals, gentlemen. And then our featured guest, um, there's something uh, in terms of hip hop in a world of its own. Um, they have that nice, hazy, funk, jazz type thingy, but we'll get into the feature guests when they come in. Um, without further ado, as I like to say, let's let's talk about it. Uh, and I'll bring them in like this. Today's special guest, um, two single men and fathers, giving their perspective on dating, love, fatherhood, and so much more. Please welcome my good friends, the host of Bourbon and Boy Shorts, Mr. Kyle Whiteford and Jeremy Givens. Welcome. What's going on? What's positive, positive vibes. What's up? What's up? Hey, How's everybody doing out there? Uh, All right. Mm -hmm. so, so first and foremost, I think your, your partner in crime is, uh, you know, uh, running late, I believe. Yeah, work works. Uh, he, he got a busy work schedule. You know, he's the man now. So uh, new with great responsibilities, with great power comes great responsibilities. So he's got to. I gotta take care of it right now, but uh, I'm here on behalf of both of us until he shows up. So thank you for having us. Um, it's a pleasure. So first and foremost, we'll so we'll let you hold down the fort. Okay. We got a few folks that watch, and they should be watching on BeExposedRadio.com, and we'll make sure they uh, tune in on Facebook and all that other good stuff. But first and foremost, so so Kyle, tell the folks, the listeners that's watching and um, and listening, uh, tell us where you're from. Um, I'm, from, I'm, I'm actually from Baltimore, Maryland as well, uh, via Hartford County, via, yeah, via Hartford County. So it's, yeah, that's where I'm from. Native, native Baltimore guy? Yeah. North, native Maryland. Maryland, yeah. All over. Okay. okay. And we're going to get right into it. So how did y'all come up with the name Bourbon and Boy Shorts? That's, that's first and foremost. How'd you come up with that name? So... The name itself was supposed to be, we were supposed to have a uh, pajama party. We were going to throw a pajama party. Okay. And um, we were just, you know, talking and it was like, yo, we should do this and let's do a pajama party and then let's call it, I don't know, like, you know, what do we drink? We drink whiskey, we drink bourbon, like bourbon, let's, you know, bourbon and boy shorts. Like, yeah, bourbon and boy shorts. That's it. That's what the party was going to be. So we thought it was, we, we planned it out so many times and and actually it just never happened. Uh, you know, life schedules happen, job schedules happen. And um, just some conversations later, we started actually talking 
to each other about dating and about how we date and how we're dating as, you know, single fathers and do's and don'ts and, you know, comparing contrasting. And then finally, we were just like, we need to put it on air and let's podcast, let's talk about it. And yeah, Raven and Bush was, was born. So it went from a potential pajama party mm-hmm. to what we have now here today, Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. Yes. Okay. Okay. So so that's that's pretty interesting. So you currently have 144 episodes of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, should today. be today. I, I didn't cut you off. Sorry. Today. I know the exact me. number. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, <what> good. <laughs> yeah. So today's going to be 145 and 146 are dropping today. Yep. So you currently, as of we stand right now, have 144 episodes of your podcast. Yes. And you cover topics from who saves Batman, even a hero needs a hero, mm-hmm. um, to, to Boogie by Association. So how do you get the inspiration for these topics and, and which are your favorite episodes, first of all? <laughs> um, how do we get to these topics? So a lot of the times, you know, we're bourbon and boy shorts, so it's it's our perspective, single men, but we also have women come on and give their perspectives as well. Uh, so it's not just slanted towards just our own thinking and nobody else gets heard and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So, you know, the women that we have come on, they're, they're loaded with questions. They want to actually pick, pick our brains. Um, and some just really want to vent and just, you know, get things off of their chest. Um, ah, favorite episodes? It's it's so many. Um, I know Black Man I Love You is a really good one. Okay. Um, that was with uh with Brother Nance. We just it was a lot of black, it was just you know, three black men sitting at a table just uplifting each other, empowering each other, um, and not afraid to be vulnerable. And we talked about so many things. Um, actually the episode that you were on, Rich, when you came on, oh, living okay. a rich living a rich life. Um, what was it? Do you love me unconditionally or yeah, yeah. unconditional love? Unconditional love. Um, that was a powerful episode because we broke down so many things about how people love versus, you know, how they want to love, how they need to love. Um, it's 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 so many, man. I can't even give you my top five yet because it's because we still have so many to go. Right. Well, I I, I appreciate being in that that realm. Yes. It was definitely a, 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 a an, an eye opener for me as well to share kind of my story. And um, I knew I was in a safe place and, and able to do that. And um, that, was, that was good. I really appreciate that. Um, so can you tell us what, what's the driving force behind the creation of Bourbon and Boy Shorts, right? Um, and, and how do you keep the integrity of the initial reason for creating your podcast, right? So I, I know you have, you talk, you know, fatherhood, you're both single dads. So, so give us a little bit more on that. So... In this day and age, you know, and, and especially right now, because it's, you know, it's a little hectic, you know, with the pandemic and everything. But we, when trying to date as a single parent, period, and it doesn't have to be man or woman, just a single parent, period. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of stipulations that people either are aware of or not aware of. Um, every day, somebody has a different point of view, a different opinion, a different, you know, just outlook on dating, an outlook on men, an outlook on women. And each time, you know, we, we're always experiencing something and we're always experiencing someone new. So I think with those new experiences every day, it keeps, it keeps our, um, our material fresh. It keeps the listeners listening. Um, and it keeps people wanting to, you know, find out what do we really think? What do men really think about when this 
situation happens or what 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 do they do when this situation happens or I didn't know y'all even think like that I didn't know you guys even felt anything because a lot of times you know women tend to look at us as kind of emotionless when it comes to vulnerability and and things of that nature so I think just with ex- with people experiencing different things every day uh it, it keeps the it keeps the that driving force going and wanting to find out more about ourselves and other people. Do you have a, do you have a favorite topic of, of discussion? You know, I, I mean, I think all of them and I've, I've listened, I listen very frequently. Um, you know, I always enjoy when you have, when, when you're talking about, when you're talking with women and it, it involves relationship aspects. I, I enjoy those, but do you have a, a a specific favorite topic versus what uh jay might have um yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) no because it it is a lot but i think when when we start getting into the i think the do's and don'ts and and how everybody treats maybe a first date or the first three months or how they treat going about finding somebody or dating them for a purpose or if the purpose was even fulfilled i think those those questions and those uh topics are really intriguing to me because like i said everybody dates so differently and everybody dates you know mm-hmm. nobody's the same in dating so it's 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 not funny but it's it's just good to see that so many perspectives and so many people have either been taught certain things have not been taught certain things they have to learn them on their own and by them learning them on their own and not being taught, it kind of like, you know, they get an eye opener sometimes when they come to us because of our advice or our our point of view. And they haven't even close to experiencing that. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's how that is. OK, OK. So so what's the normal process? Um, and I see you, you got you got your bourbon. What's mm-hmm. kind of the normal process when it comes to walk us through when we're getting set up and prepared for? Uh, a bourbon and boy shorts podcast. <laughs> um, so typically, you know, we, when we we show up, or I show up, and we get to the studio, we talk, and I mean, we ask each other how how each other's days going. We uh, we just talk. We just talk. Mm-hmm. We kind of like debrief each other. Like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. If we have a guest, then it's like, well, she said she wants to come on and talk about this, but. You know, she said, you know, we also ask the guests when they come on, uh, what's what's off limits? Because we, we definitely uh, want to protect the privacy of our guests. We don't want them to be uncomfortable with any questions, especially if they're like still dealing with, you know, maybe a relationship or uh, as the new word has been going around the entanglement. Uh, <laughs> so we, we just want to make sure that the, the guest or, or guests are, are comfortable with um with talking about you know with just being being vulnerable with us and being on camera because sometimes we do go uh live from uh instagram so we want to make sure that they're comfortable with that if they don't want to do cameras that's fine and we can just talk um and then we just go from there we you know we sometimes we actually pick a certain whiskey or bourbon that goes with the episode we actually know what we want to drink so that kind of you know, and we introduce other people to bourbons and whiskey. So, that, you know, a lot of people are like, nah, I don't want none. And then we give them a sip and then they're like, oh, yeah. And then about the fourth cup. they like, well, let me tell you something about that. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it's really good to see people open up and be comfortable. And I think that's the 
the most important part is making our guests comfortable with us to share themselves with everybody else out there. So you give them that, that liquid courage, so to speak. I, I, we don't give them anything. They ask for it. So it's, <laughs> you know, we, we put the ball in their court, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, in your recent episode, um, you talked about black, uh, black families matter. Yes. Y'all broke down the role Call played in his household as the father in Family Matters and compared it to Bill Cosby's um, Heathcliff. Um, and you analyzed the dynamic between Will and Carlton and the Fresh Prince of Belair. So, mm -hmm. so how did y'all come up with that idea of discussing this? And what was your takeaway from that, from that episode? That episode was hilarious and great at the same time. We weren't supposed to talk about that, but it wound up just happening. Huh? Why do you feel you wasn't supposed to talk about that? No, what I'm saying is it wasn't even like nothing we were going to talk about. Oh, but okay. It wasn't we planned. just, it just went, went with it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think I think how it started was we were talking about sitcoms or whatever. And um, as as I was younger, watching Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and uh, The Cosbys, um, that's three different Black families that were on TV um, that were being portrayed. but Family Matters versus Cosby's versus uh, Fresh Prince, every dynamic was different. So you had uh, Bill and Claire who were very successful, a black doctor, a black lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, they groomed their kids always on hard work and integrity. Uh, even though they, you know, on paper, they they had money, but they treat they treated their kids as if, they didn't have the money, you know what I'm saying? So in, in that value right there, they really had to work for everything in that house. And they, they really didn't give them any cut cards because, because of their success. Um, with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Uncle Phil and Will, their dynamic was, was a, good a good teaching lesson as well because you had Will from coming from West Philly, the hood, uh, you know, and, and Uncle Phil was will at one point and he made it out and now he has a family of his home who of his own who didn't have to go through the things that the trials right the trials and tribulations that he had to go through you know growing up in the in the hood or the farm when and, and segregation and racism and everything like that so with carlton and then you break it down further with carlton and will you know with carlton he was so oblivious to racism and and classism and socialism he was so oblivious to all of these things, but he just knew that he used his classism in a lot of in a lot of ways, you know, throughout the throughout the series and his social, you know, social status and money and everything like that. But Will was always like the 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 grinder. You know, he was always the worker bee and he always had to find a way to try to do it on his own. His his pride never really let him ask Uncle Phil for much. He asked, but he got turned down and then he found another way to try to do it on his own, which is what I commended him most about that, about that series is Will always try to find a way to make it on his own. But then we get to Family Matters and their dynamic was just really like, it was really, it was really soft. Like it was, it wasn't nothing that we could, I, I could grasp onto as like, yeah, that family reminds me of my family. I, everybody tuned in for Steve Urkel. We all know that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't, we weren't watching to see like, oh man, I wonder what Carl's going to tell 
Eddie this episode. I wonder how Harriet's going to handle Laura this episode. It was like, yo, what is Steve going to do this this Friday night? You know what I mean? So it, it just, they try to give you that full house feel with a black family, and it just doesn't work. Right. And then you just got a goofy nerd that comes in there, destroys everything for 30 minutes, and then, you know, episode's over, and then everybody has a good laugh, and then we're out of there. Right. So now there were a couple of messages in there, right? You know, no, I'm saying every 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 uh sitcom has uh, like you said like we said in the episode uh racism uh drugs and sex so those are the basically like the main three topics that they all you know that that they all have to go through um even with you know Eddie's running with with racism with the law they pulled him over he was a black kid in the wrong neighborhood nice car his dad really didn't like take his side at first and I was like, wow, like as a black police officer, like you, you, you hesitated on listening to your own son cry. He has tears in his eyes telling him that a white cop pulled him, like racially profiled him. And you are trying to be a police officer right now. Like, yo, that's your son. Right. So let's, 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 so let's, let's, let's dig into that as, as we wait for your partner to come in. Right. Yeah. So that happened some years ago. Let's bring it to 2020. We're now yeah. we're now at a point where we're having conversations. These officers are actually finally being charged. 2020, this is probably like the first time that actually all four officers have been fired. Um, and these officers are all being charged for different different things for killing George Floyd, which mm-hmm. now has kind of erupted a, a serious Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Um, which I think has I haven't seen at this scale, at least in my life, yeah. Um, yeah. and it's involving a lot of different things. What do you think is going to take? What's the next steps, in your opinion, as it pertains to police brutality associated with Black Lives Matter and things of that nature? What do you think the next steps? Because there are so many cases um, with police brutality, and it's not just George Floyd. Now, un- unfortunately. Fortunately and unfortunately, George Floyd basically was the was the straw that broke our back, which is not true. But with this day and age, cases to light. Yes. So so you know, with our with our technology and and camera phones and and going viral, um, it really helped us. It really helped push the issue of police brutality and and just overall racism and just just injustice period mm-hmm. um because even to the fact that now we've had we have white people that are joining our cause because before it what they weren't they weren't joining in when freddie when freddie gray happened it was just us we were mad we were angry we were in the streets right. you know right you know even if we had to riot even if you know whatever we had to do looting and all that stuff like that but now we have we have white people actually joining us. We have white people we're actually standing together. And I think that had that took in place with Freddie Gray, or maybe even before that, but since it's just new age, I got to speak on new age. If that would have happened with Freddie Gray or even uh, Trayvon Martin, excuse me, with Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown, I do believe that a lot of what is taking place now wouldn't have been to the magnitude of what it is now back then. Yeah, I mean, I think again, when it comes to those types of events, um, we've had, you know, uh, white white people, white folks, join in su- in support, and they uh, would agree. But I think at this level now, 
is more of a difference where you have the younger generation telling that older generation, their parents who might, you know, be racist or whatever the case is, but they're telling other white folks that that's not cool. And I think for me, that's kind of the game changer. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the game changer. But, you know, we'll, we'll see in terms of what the next steps look like. If folks are going to continue to push forward, that's, that's really what, what we're going to have to do. Just, I think as a race, as, as, as yeah. a uh, culture, and um, you know, you just got to stay, stay focused and, and consistent. Consistency yes. has been the word for me, um, just in general, right? When it yeah. comes, to, we got to be consistent because three months down the line, we don't want to have to have this discussion again, and there's no change. That's, that's because at, at that point, in three months down the line, will it be a discussion? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? because we don't know. It's a lot of it's it's a it's a lot of angry people out there, and it's to the point where. You can only tell somebody so many times, use your mind to beat the system, use use your books, use this, go vote. These things work. But at the same time, me going to vote is not going to stop another officer from running up, falsely accusing another black person, you know, woman, young, old, whatever of, you know, any of just racial profiling. And then next thing you know, it's another T-shirt, another hashtag being made. And it's another say my name, and we I can't say any more. I can't say anybody else's name, because right. at this point, you are responding like now we're not even talking no more. Like we've done enough talking, we've done enough protests. There's no more talking. Right. So yeah. it, it, we don't we don't want it to come to that, and a, a lot of that goes into the media, mm -hmm. what they push and and how they push it, um, and you know you got the the. the <laughs> The Karens of the world, and you, you got these people who are just. Karens. I love how y'all. I love how that that the Karens. You yeah. Names. The Karens and the, the Karens and the Craigs uh, of, of the or Karens. I don't know what the Kens, Kens and Karens, whatever. But <laughs> okay. But 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 these people of the world, man, they they just constantly exist, and they constantly just keep showing their ugly heads. And sometimes we don't always have to videotape it. Um. We can actually handle it ourselves and without a videotape. But I mean, I know we want to expose these people, but at the same time, you really could just have that conversation. If it if it gets to the point where you feel like you can't control your your actions or your mouth or or they're just not listening to reason, like it's nothing else to be said because now you're stupid down to their level of thinking and 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 actions, and it's just it's gonna be no positive outcome. So okay. So Jeremy, Jeremy uh, chimed in because he's uh, he, he's, oh, he's uh, here. Yeah, he's, he's, he's 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 he made himself known, and he's like, I see you guys, and he says some things require a change of the mindsets of others, and I think that's 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 key. So I just wanted to kind of go on that direction, but we really want to get into stay focused on you guys as as hosts, Bourbon and Boy Shorts, and um. So one of the things again, I enjoy you guys are single fathers. And um, so can, can you tell, tell us, tell the viewers that's watching, um, what's your perspective on dating during quarantine and what's the best way, in your opinion, to actually connect now? <laughs> it's, uh, right, what, I mean, what's your perspective? I mean, you, you're quarantined, so can you really date? You have, you know? You can, you, have to you, you can. You can. Um, I, think, I think now it's, it's become it's become more easier to shoot a shot, as okay. we say. You can you can shoot a shot, 
And it's like, yo, I have, I mean, shit, we already quarantined, pardon my language. I mean, we already quarantined and, I mean, you ain't really going okay. nowhere. So it's okay to slide in the DM? Is that what you're saying? Respectfully. Respectfully okay. slide in the DM. Now, I wouldn't say, you know, coming in all, gotcha, you know. Gotcha. You know, so I'm just saying it's it's ways to go about it. And if the shot works, then you you figure some quarantine stuff out. Like you guys can FaceTime, watch a movie together. Um, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, now that outside is halfway open, I guess you can, you know, kind of go up, meet at the park. You don't really got to go out to dinner and, you know, you can go out to a park, play in a picnic, get some sandwiches. It's easy to it's easy to do these things, but then it, it just has to be done. Um, you can't be timid. You can't be. You still got to be cautious because, you know, the, it's the pandemic is not over. Um, but there are ways around it. You know what I mean? Like music has been the for me, mm -hmm. music has been the biggest influencer, um, you know, of this whole thing, you know, with with all the DJs and everything like that. So it's it's easy to discover. Like if you vibe with somebody through music, then discover music together. Um, if you whatever you, whatever your vice is like discover something together with that person and then just build off of that um and let your guys mind wonder I, you know this so way right so so everyone that's watching and listening we asked kyle uh one of the hosts of bourbon and boy shorts regarding dating during the quarantine and and pretty much you know i'll summarize what he said was kind of it's you can slide in the dms respectfully and um <laughs> you still can actually date quarantine um, you know, and, and Jeremy says definitely easier easier to shoot a shot. Um, Carla, <laughs> Carla just laughs. She just laughs out loud. I wonder, if, hey, hey, Carla, if you're listening, is someone uh shoot shoot a shot at you? That's what we want to know. Mm. So um, let, let, let's talk about because you mentioned music is one of the yes. things you can do. So recently, um, you had uh, you guys had a Jodeci versus Drew Hill uh, uh, song battle. Right? Is that? Oh exactly? yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! Man yeah! That was yeah. Yeah Improv yeah! I got, I, got good, I got a good team, so be careful now. <laughs> I bring up stuff you don't even remember. Yeah, bro, <laughs> relax. <laughs> uh, so who, who won? So who won that? Who won that DJ battle? So, my opinion, um, a lot of people are probably go Jodeci. I actually went with Drew Hill. Okay. Because Drew Hill was a huge underdog in that argument. Everybody was like, nah, Jodeci has that. I said to y'all, I'm like, really, listen listen to Drew Hill's, like, first two albums and understand that Jodeci's first album and Drew Hill's first album are really, like, neck and neck. Their their second album is kind of, you know, one slice the other. But you got to think about everybody's side projects, everybody's features. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it. You know, even when Jodeci broke up and it was Casey and JoJo, you got to factor those those songs in. So it's it's me personally. I went with Drew Hill, uh, not just because of hometown, but they were the underdog. I like underdogs. Okay, and 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 uh, so Jeremy said, um, a nice, respectable DM has been working well. Uh, <laughs> discover your vices together. <laughs> you got to discover your devices together. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm gonna say I think because again one one thing I do notice that you guys you work very well with each other you kind of complement each other very well going going back and forth yeah um, so I, I think that is good now one thing I I do remember in being on your podcast was your, your music selection that you have what kind of 
what's the motivating factor for the music that you choose, right? We know you choose different bourbons. Yes. But what's the motivating factor for the music that you choose? Music, I, I, I really, so when you came, I, I, well, even prior to you coming on the show, we have sat and listened to music and we've, and we've been out, you know, and I know how to gauge people on what their vibe is. So for me, even if, even if I don't know what you're listening to before you get out the car, I can sometimes sense a vibe and I'll just play a song like, Hey, what you think about this? And, you know, usually in, in your famous phrase, that's my song. That's my song. So if I, if I get a, if I get a, you know, that's my song and I get a, you know, vibe or whatever, then that's the song that we, that I'll go with. Um, or I'll try to pick, you know, stay in that genre of music. Um, it's just really, mm-hmm. I figure whiskey and music are like, or dr- liquor, but I'll say bourbon and whiskey and music are like the, are a foundation of a great friendship. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, uh, uh, Drew Hill has more hits. Jodeci has more nostalgia. You agree? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you don't agree with that. I'm on the show. More kidding. nostalgia. I, yeah, I can see what you said. Yeah, because they they came out early '90s. So, in that sense, yes. I mean, Drew Hill came out '95, '96. So, all right. Well, uh, come on, dog. All right, cool. All right, cool. I'm good. You understood? You, 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 you're cutting into my interviews. This won't happen again. <laughs> I tell you, boy. Oh, goodness. So, all right. Well, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> First of all, I like your intro. <laughs> Jay with the suede. Oh, man, that dude, that brother got. Oh, my goodness. I love your intro, and I was hoping to get that. Um, so uh, maybe Jay uh, will be able to join it at some point yeah. in time. But I-, I love your intro. I love your intro. So also, so who selects the music? Is that more you? Yeah, that's that's I've been uh, dubbed uh, musical director of the of the podcast. <laughs> that's what he that's what he said. He said, "Yeah, I've, I've, it's a musical director." Okay, all right. Um, any any special guests that you would love to have on the podcast, and and what kind of topics would you discuss? So, who would you like to have on the show, and um, what kind of topics would you discuss with them? Um, on a more celebrity level. There's so many people. Um, I mean, a lot of artists, you know, from, I'll just name some people that I listen to. So I would love to have uh, like underground people like her. Um, and I don't, you know, I still consider her underground, like her, uh, Ari Lennox, Snow, Daniel Caesar. I would like to just listen to, you know, just pick their brains on music and, and how they find their sound and, and, and their, and even in the, in, their way through the industry um on an entertainment level uh definitely would like to have i would like to have will smith on that would that would be dope and and not even to even deep dive back into the whole him and jada situation just his just his mind period him and jamie fox because i as as a as actors i they are very intelligent, um, and I for Jamie Foxx more so because of his his switch up between R and B singing and acting and impression 
impressions and things comedy. of that nature. Mm -hmm. And comedy. And yeah, all of that. So I'm a huge Jamie Foxx fan. Jim Carrey, I would love to talk to Jim Carrey. He's very insightful. Um, it's a it's a list of people, man. I I don't know. All right. So as we, as, as we go through, um, you know, we talk about balance. So how, how do you have the balance now between, you know, one thing that you do versus the podcast, family, friends? You know, I think it's been relatively easy during this pandemic, but yeah. how did you balance everything? When it first, when we first took off uh, in 2017. Um, okay, so y'all been at it for three years now. Yes. Yeah, we just just recently, uh, April, April 20th, <laughs> oddly enough, April 20th, uh, 2017, we dropped our first episode. Um, and since then, we know we've been grinding. But um, the balance at first was easy. I think once the second year hit and we really started, like, catching fire um, and um hosting events and you know just really networking like hard we were super networking hard as hard as heck um the the demand for this entity became a little higher and it was basically me uh i had to explain to baby girl you know my kids like listen mm -hmm. thursday i gotta record you know i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be here you can come here with this event for me you can do this with me so it's it's a you can find that balance, but you can still also include the kids and, and, you know, finessing your work schedule. So like, look, um, I can work two nights here, but then I need the days for these two. So it's, it's a lot of back and forth and we run ourselves, we ran ourselves ragged last year. Last year we were, when I say we did so much last year, I mean, it would be from Monday, we would go talk to a vendor and then we go have some drinks and then, you know, I'm back up at four, you know, working from six to six. I get off, come downtown, meet up with another vendor. Then Wednesday, we had a happy hour uh, events that we were doing. Stay there for happy hour, leave at 12, you know, wake back up at four, back to work again, come back again. Podcast Friday, another event Saturday, another podcast, another family event. And it was just continuous for yeah. literally the past two years. So the pandemic actually came in handy, you know, for us. <laughs> right. you know? Slow things down. Slow things down a little bit. Yeah, okay. we, we did. We did. Okay. Um, um, so <laughs> Jay must have been reading my mind because I was going to ask the question, if there are any things uh, taboo that you would not talk on on, uh, on the podcast. But he mentioned, he says, uh, we do want to have the interracial dating conversation on the podcast as well. Um, so I, I said, I guess that's that's something that's coming. Interracial dating. Yeah, and we trying to listen. I mean, I ain't. <laughs> it's gonna sound bad. But we looking for white women that like black men <laughs> for the podcast. For the podcast, we're looking okay, for. Okay. We're looking for white women that who are very much interested in dating black men, just so okay. we can get their perspectives. And so let's put it out there. All right, if you're watching, you're listening. When you do watch and when you listen, um, you can get a hold of. Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. They are looking for women interested on in being in the podcast that are attractive to black men. Um, so yes. that's, that's the thing. We single. Are, single. They single. Gotta be. They got to be single. I they don't got to be, but we prefer them to be single. Yes. But they prefer them to be single. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that that that's to be a, an interesting conversation. I will be sure to tune in on that episode. Um, yeah. Oh, for, for for sure, for sure. 
But other than that, are there any topics that's um, off limit to discuss on your show? Um, we don't really, I know we don't really deep dive into religion too much. Mm -hmm. um, politics is another one that we, we oh, talk no. about some politics, but I know like usually religion and politics are like the ones we don't really why, touch why, on too Go ahead. Why, why not? Um, I think just based upon the fact of we all share different ideologies and, and we just want to make sure that when we share our opinions and everything like that, because a lot of times religion and politics is a, is, could be a very hypocritical, there are very hypocritical topics. Ah, they're, they're you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. So we we don't we don't tend to harp on them too much. Now we'll talk about hey, you know this this is the issue right now that we're having with our government, or hey, I was in church and do y'all ever experience this in church when you're in church and you know you like you you're you're at your peak hunger when you're in church. We'll probably talk about something like that, but we won't deep dive into like the 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 breakdowns and the you know what what God do you serve and things like that. We we kind of right, we, right. we leave that alone. Yeah. Okay, because ultimately, you know, you, I, again, as I mentioned here, our, our focus on li living a rich life is we want to inform and inspire others, right? So whatever that looks like for you, I think we should all be able to have that discussion, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I have this discussion when we talk politics with some friends of mine who support, um, you know, President Trump. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and he is, regardless of what people say, they don't want to say that's not my president. Well, you, you live here. So again, I'm I'm just I keep it real. Yeah. I don't see how you can slice that up any other way. You know, he's probably not a very good one in my opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I ask questions, they answer. So I, <laughs> I yeah, I definitely agree. But again, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that folks are are, are focused and and being good to each other. At the end of the day, being good to themselves first, so that they they can actually live a a rich life, and that's ultimately what we want to do. Absolutely. Um, Bourbon and boy shorts, you guys um traveling anywhere time any anywhere time soon? Got anything planned? Uh it was actually this month was supposed to be my VA beach month for a uh, baby girl's birthday, but I don't think that's uh I don't think that's gonna happen. Um I wanna I wanna do it, but I just don't think it's it's gonna happen. Um I've been doing my best to not go out, even though I've been invited to a slew of a slew of parties and i'm just still like nah i'm still going to take my time and right, right. go through my regular schedule or, or agenda you know work and come home and if i got to do the podcast and do the podcast but other than that uh a couple trips to the grocery store and i'm home i don't really not really doing too much right now no yeah because it, it's still out there i mean i i just recently yeah. that I just hosted a black carpet event and um, I did that. I was, I would like to say I was in and out, but that wasn't the case, <laughs> 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 but I did, I did wear a mask um, for most of the time. But um, my, my executive director, who, who's really the boss of the show, she, um, she scolded me for not having my mask on. So, you know, yeah, man. well, you know, we it's almost at time, but Jeremy wants we got a few more minutes. Let's let's keep it going. I want to talk about where did you come up with the idea for Cyber Soul Sundays? Um, where uh, that come from and how has that evolved since COVID? Now that's because I'll be I'll be listening. 
Very good, Rich. Very good. <laughs> and I'm glad you asked that. No, um, <laughs> no. Um, so recently, uh, Jeremy, I gotta give, I gotta give all the credit to Jeremy. Uh, I want to say last year, I we were, I was talking to him about. Listen, I want to start DJing because I love music. I love to play music, and I love what you can do. And how many variations of songs are there? You know, blah, 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 whatever. So I was like, well, he was like, yo, why don't you just see if there's an app for it? So I was like, all right, there's an app. I found that. And I'm trying to get this right. And shout out to uh, DJ Protocol. Um, he's always the, always our go-to DJ. He's he's basically on payroll for Bourbon and Boy Shorts. So I hope he hears this. And, you know, we still need our 30%. But anyway, so, um, so. I started dabbling with the, I started messing around with the app and, you know, finding different songs. I I would listen to uh, Quest Love. I would listen to uh, DJ D Nice, and I would really like pick up on old old gems that I've never even heard before. So for me, I just started messing around with it. Kept playing. Kept kept trying to get better. Kept trying to get better. Kept trying to get better. So just talking to Jeremy, I'm like, well, what can we do? Because we can't really record like we used to. What can we do to keep ourselves engaged? And how can we capitalize off of, you know, the pandemic? I said, well, what if I DJ on Sundays and just call it Cyber Soul Sunday? So I said, well, I started with just playing a song by song, you know, just arcs coordinate up. Just boom, pick a song, mm-hmm. boom, pick a song, talk to the people. Let's right. talk. Hey, how's everybody doing? Then it really turned into me like actually starting to DJ and starting to blend songs and mix them. And from there, it just very did. Two months ago, two months ago. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I look forward to uh, I look forward to uh, to, to Sundays. I got to say that some Thank days you. y'all be so late. Y'all, y'all some days though, y'all be so late. Brother got to get his beauty sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> some days, man. I'll, and I'm gonna be honest with you. It'll it'll be days where I'm just sitting in the house and I'm not doing anything. The kids are all doing their own thing. And I'm just like, well, I'll, it's, it's, it's a better, it's a good enough time right now to practice. So I go live, I try different mixes. I try different things, try different songs, different genres. And just to see, you know, the response that I get. And for the most part, I haven't had any negative comments. So I'm just going to keep going until, you know, crash and burn, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, we, 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 we like to keep on schedule here. I'm trying to give Jeremy a few few more minutes, but uh I think I gonna, you know, you know, we we'll we'll we'll, we'll get him in. Um so tell us how when tell us um when the podcast airs. So every Wednesday we drop a new episode, Wednesday or Thursday. Wait a minute, I hear something. <laughs> Could it be? What's going on? You made it. You made it. <laughs> so, so you can find us at uh, Apple. What's it? Apple Podcast? Apple Podcast, Apple. Spotify, Google Play. Yeah. There you go, man. Get some cameras. <laughs> I didn't do um, SoundCloud, okay. uh, Instagram, of course, uh, YouTube, a couple videos, Facebook, obviously. But yeah, we're there. We're there. We're everywhere. Okay. And 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 before we go, let's let's start with Kyle. Tell us tell us what does living a rich life mean to you, Kyle? Um, living a rich life means living your life to the fullest and to your fullest potential and in your purpose. Um, just making sure you are your truest self at all times and 
never second guess yourself. Always have that confidence. Okay. Jeremy. Living a rich life. I think it's very simple. It's following and fulfilling your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations. Like if you if you accomplish those three things, you live in a rich life. Okay. I had a couple of questions for you guys, man, that uh because again, like I said, as I told Kyle earlier, you guys really complement each other real well. Um, I think when one pushes, the other one will pull if necessary, and, and vice versa. I mean, at the end of the day, if you both need to push, you push, if you both need to pull, you pull. But I, I definitely appreciate your time. Um, I, I look Thank forward you. to getting out there. Yes. And, um, you know, you, the last event you had, but right before the right, right before, but was the the sneaker, the shoes, um, sneakers, sneakers, yeah, yeah. Shoes and sneakers. So those types of events, folks, that's some of the things you can expect from Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Yeah. Um, they have other merchandise. They have lovely T-shirts and, and things of that nature. So by all means. I want you to go out there and support those guys, um, and I will continue to support. Um, I just thank you guys for joining. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you for having us, brother. We appreciate Always it. a pleasure. Can't wait till we get we can get together again. Yes. Exactly. Stay strong, and until then, yes, I'll talk to you soon. And uh, I want you to keep being inspired to uh, to live a rich life. Always, man. always. All right, I'll talk to you. Peace. All right. So there you have it, folks. That was our special guests, Kyle Whiteford and Jeremy Givens, the host of Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast. Um, you can follow them, Bourbon and Boy Shorts podcast, on Instagram, um, as well as on Facebook. So all those things. Now, uh, I got to say, I have the pleasure of knowing these, my next guests. They are my featured guests. Um, and I got to say, they are definitely one of the best hip hop artists, in my opinion. Um, they, they started back in the 90s. Uh, they caught fire with its smash underground single, L.I. Groove, a tune that was affirmed through a rock him sample. Um, these guys are known for fusing hip hop and R&B style vocals. This group dropped the album. And which explode, explode and explored uh, the, the, the three true things you guys love, which was weed, women, and hip hop. Album produced the horn heavy ghetto diamond and fortified and old the beautiful women of hip hop persuasion and, and heels without souls, which was another favorite of mine. I can go on and on and on, but I want y'all to welcome one of my favorite hip hop artists, my friends, Hard to Obtain, AKA H2O. Yo. What's, what's good? <laughs> Who we got on? We got Taste and we got DL and Six Sav out there together. Yeah. Fellas, first of all. Y'all was trying to make it over there, Lodge. <laughs> Word of mother. What's good? First and foremost, oh, they trying to join the audio taste stage. Right, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, now. yeah. What's up, there, RJ? How you doing, there? Yo, everything is good. I want to first. I want to. I want to thank y'all for joining. I've been trying talking to Miles to put this together for starters. It's been a whole year. Because one of the things I wanted to do a year ago, goddamn it, was Yo, <laughs> only only somebody like yourself could, could uh, pull this together. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honor. I, I, it's honor. It's an honor. You know what I mean? Just, just, so, just have H2O. That's some real thing. And, and the thing is, gentlemen, 
folks are still listening to your music. I don't know if y'all know that, but folks but are still listening to your music. I think we more so have a bigger audience now than we did then. Actually, like as 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 the the more time goes on, the, to me, the more of a classic it becomes. It stands the test of time. Yeah, I'm like for, for myself. I'm blessed with three sons, and you know, if they don't remind me of of, of the experiences, you know, in itself, you know, it's a blessing right. in itself. That that keeps it going for me. Absolutely, because to me, in my opinion, the style, right? Because you, you infused R and B, jazz. You know, funk. I mean, it was just phenomenal how you guys put that stuff together. Yo, I can say this. I can say this, and uh, and and low end and, and sick. We was puff before puff. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, we got poured into the SD fifty mode of production and things like that. But we started with doing records just over old school joints. Mm -hmm. I mean, way, way before up up in the up in the attic, we spent like tons of right. tons hours just like going through records going through records and then after like signing the deal with uh sd50s god bless Gee, you know rest of your soul Gee. you know that yeah. was a great experience but it kind of stifled the experience of who we were and it's like to turn around right. and see come into like the like right after to see like puff and the rest of these cats do it it was like damn we were there yeah yeah, yeah so we were right there so yeah that that i know what this is something I, i've never asked and I, i've known you guys for quite some time how did you come up with the name Hard to Obtain? Low came up. That was Low that came up with that shit. Actually, all right, DL, tell us how you, how you, what 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 kind of what that to like. I mean, it, it, for me, it was more or less like you know coming from the island. We was always trying to be creative and, and stick to what we knew. You know what I mean? So water, as far as water, was something you couldn't live with. Something you couldn't. I mean, something you you you, could, you had to live with. Something you couldn't live without. And as far as you know, you know, froze. Uh, obtain it, you know what I mean? So it just all just collate, collate, you know, what we're doing. I don't know if it was like some bud or, you know, a couple of couple 40 ounces. Okay, and that's probably a, a good intro. So um, one of the things I pride myself on at this point in my life is, is being organized. And um, I, I talked with my producer, and my producer's going to do something right quick. So, so check this out. Monty, you there? I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Can, we, can we run that? Can we run Yo, big up, big up to my man Storm on the listening. He just hit me. <laughs> hey, it's all right. I got it. It's all. So what? My, my producer, he's queuing up something. I got, I got a little surprise for you. And speaking oh. of speaking of uh, G Storm, so again, I want to know because uh, he, I think he appeared on one of your one of your um, uh, songs. Street, oh, he, uh, street he, was right, he was right street there. And, he was right there for all of that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, Storm. Yo, like, like Storm used to be the one to keep pushing us. Like, yo, keep it going. He niggas is hot. Like, he, he was definitely appreciated in the process. So, for for people that have not heard your songs just yet, right? Um, what what song would you put them on to first? Well, for me, I would say Babylon. Uh, I would say that yeah. because, uh, for me, I, I think that that gave to me it was it was a rhythm. It was a rhythm. No, actually, the whole album, you know. But yeah. I would say Babylon because it was up tempo, and and I, I think that was something that would have carried us. Uh, 
taste was like just relentless on the lyrics, you know, and, and I, I think that was just one of the songs I think clearly would have taken us to a whole nother level across the sober. Not I, that we didn't have I honestly I think our our biggest our biggest mistake was not was not putting out street dwellers was not putting out street dwellers for the second for the second single. Putting out ghetto diamond instead of street dwellers. I think had I think had street dwellers would have dropped second all our lives would be different right now. Mm. Yeah, well, that was that was more of a, a poet type of creative, which was it was, it was dope. It was yeah. definitely a, a, a creative record at that time. It was it wasn't a trash record. It wasn't like it, it, like you put something. It was really a thought a thought record. Like and it's crazy because it probably pertains to like what we deal with now in yeah, today. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And the beat was so hard. Like he he really. He really wanted, wanted to push. I really, really think that was one of the, one of our our bigger mistakes in, in decision making was not putting out street dwellers as a second single because it really was more relevant to a Li Grew, yeah. Wise, and all of those things. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I've been. I, 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 so let, let's talk about some of your resources that's been around you. I think um, your road manager, Miles uh, Miles Eason. Uh, <laughs> What what, what 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 was his impact with the group? Well, Miles was always a great organ. He was an organizational guy, so he yeah. was always he was always kept us on time, <laughs> kept us in kept us in pocket, as they would say, you know. Okay. Yeah, he, he was like the general, like like he would fold his clothes. He was like, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, like, like you know, he was perfect for the job. Even now, he's the reason why we're here now. Like even now, I was like, wow. Yeah, exactly. He's still moving in those same in Yo, those same he aspects. Was yelling, you know? He was just yelling at us, everybody get our ass up on here. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 why I called him. That's why I called him. So so I'm gonna ask something uh, in a in a selfish way. Um, is, is there any chance that you could put something together? I think the times have changed so much that you don't necessarily need that major label to put something together. Is there any chance that we can hear uh, a hard to obtain? song album somewhere along the lines in the future and i'm asking for my own selfish reasons well i'm sure it's possible it's feasible it's just a matter of you know it's just a matter of people us as adults now having having the time to do it right okay okay what's your thoughts i mean i i mean you know i like i said i have some youth that run around you know a lot of times they play the music they laugh at me you know in a good way but a lot of times they play consistently so with that saying, I think it's all possible. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that music is taking that 20, 25 year switch around now. Right. Especially right. so much more conscious. You gotta have more substance and content in your music than just, you know. Right. You know, right. if I had no club not right now. And what I will say, so because one of the things is we are videoing and we are streaming live right now. And I will send you the link because Right now, I got um, I got actually Li Groove that's playing in the background, but uh, yeah. as you guys can't see it, so it's, it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Um, we got somebody that just um, and 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 G Storm also said Sweet Dwellers was nuts. Yeah. Somebody asked, yeah, Street Sweet Street Dwellers would have really changed the game. Um, Ghetto Diamonds was hot, but they would have preferred Street Dwellers. Okay, okay. Well, you know. Sometimes when you when you when you're in a group or you're signed to a production deal and you might not be able to make the decision on your own and you might have to vote 
to make a decision. So sometimes that's what happened in that case. Right. You know, so, so can't really, you know, what it should have could have, you know, right. but right. Yeah. Yeah. what it is. It. So, if they, so look, if, for people who never heard it, I mean, play it, bump it. I mean, yeah. what you, it makes this shit like bump it, like, come on, give it up. <laughs> what advice would you give? What advice would you give to someone um, that was trying to get into the industry now? What advice would you give to a, a young? Don't person? do it, nah, yo, <laughs> nah. Today, but now the, the the industry is so different nowadays because there's 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 no procurement. There's there's like they don't think you don't think about albums. Everything is microwave. Everything is one offs. A single here, single there. It's very rare that you get. A, 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 a artist that puts together a full project, so it's a total different landscape now. Yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say, like, try to look up with whoever is like hot out there on some media, like on on a social tip, and for some reason, try to look up with them and get them a part of your project. Because other than that, the way these young folks pop it off, I don't know. You yeah, know I mean? it's different. All right, different so, folks, so, the teams don't, you know, like, like, don't give up. He's a cook, you know, all of those things. But in the DJ same purpose, okay. DJ Six Seven. Let me ask you the question: You still DJing? Say again. You still DJing? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, man. Still DJing. Still spinning. I was just spinning a few minutes ago at the crib. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You still, still rhyming and writing a little of what? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes we mess with a little something, something, just, you know, some exercise. You know, taste, taste. we do. And they, I, I understand they called you Taste the Terror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That nigga can't stop rhyming right there, boy. You yeah. still rhyming? Nah, I mean, it's in, it's in my blood. I actually <laughs> every day. I bet you still spitting off the top of his head every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every now and again, I, I get back in there and jab a little bit. It's like it's like an old fighter getting back in the gym. This guy get taste in the box. You know what I mean? You get him in yeah. the box, he produce. You it's know what one. it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I've been I actually have an artist that I'm about to put out, uh kid from New Orleans named Jacan, who's super dope. But he reminds me of like our our kind of music, you know what I mean, real content. He's dope. So I'm actually about to shoot a couple of videos on him and uh and he, he kind of reminds me of where, where we would have been at this point in our career. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, now I know some of the folks that you work with. Um, maybe you can share with some of the, the viewers and the listeners who are some of the folks that you work with. Because you have one joint with, um, with Artifacts, which I love. Right. Yeah. Some of the folks that you work with. Well, of course, uh, DJ Nasty on production, uh, of course. Artifacts, as far as show-wise, leaders in new school, brand new. I mean, this is just a, a bunch of a bunch of golden era guys. Biggie, yeah. um, Pop. We've been on stage. With, we've been on stage with all the greats, you know. Yeah. yeah. Run DMC. Run DMC. That was our last show, as a matter of fact, right? Yeah. Our last yeah. show, we opened up for Run DMC. Yeah. You know, from 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 a group to come from a small town, we call it a little wreck, you know. And yeah. we would. We'd have caught a second album. I, I think you know, we'd have caught some burn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think a second album we'd we would have been a lot more comfortable and a lot more who we are. Or you know I mean, as as people, we'd have been right. able to kind of play that a, a lot a lot better. Oh. The second go round. Look at the class. Look at our rookie class. Yeah. Come on, ninety four. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, 
everybody, everybody came out in 94. Everybody was creative. It wasn't like a, it wasn't everybody a particular. Came you out. had a, a variety of hip hop, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let yeah, me break different. quick. Break quick. We have um we have the lines are open for beexposedradio.com. So if y'all want to call in and ask uh MC Taste, DL, DJ Six Sev, any questions, or you can continue to ask them through um through the chat. But if you want to call and speak to them directly, you can call 443-642-9403. So you know, just let us know what you think. Someone says, uh, old man Ben. Was a yeah. It's one of my favorite records. Yeah, that was one of my uh, favorite records. Uh, uh, but, um, but, um, that's but, yeah, that um, shit was hard. That shit beat was hard. so the beat was. A, I remember when I first heard that beat. I remember saying the six angels blow. I was like, this beat is fit for a story. This we got to put yeah. a story on this beat record. You mm -hmm. I mean, if we, <coughs> pardon me, if we could have like done things over. I think I would have taken the more of the story route because. That would yeah. have definitely the videos would have been different, you yeah. know, and it would yeah. Because we had a lot of creativity that was pretty much stifled, yeah. I think. Yeah. So you can go back, you can pick and choose, but you know, yeah. Right. Right. Well, no, I, again, you, again, you definitely have a, a a presence still, and I wanted to make sure that you understood that you've definitely kind of instilled in a lot of folks. They appreciate your music. Cause I, I I'm gonna tell you I played and they be like yo who is that? That's like right. that's my those are my dudes and Miles will tell you uh, okay. I've been trying to get a CD yes I still play CDs damn it <laughs> <laughs> but I also do. I got I got the whole album I had to download it I got the whole album so when I bump it they they wondering like yo who is that they like the flow they never heard and, and to this day I've never heard nothing like that to this day how yo. you synergize stuff that's true that's fact appreciate um, appreciate you on that word no, no, no doubt so let's let's get in we got a few more questions uh coming in um so for which artists out now would you consider mentoring and who do you think truly needs to to none of them no i'm just kidding who no, needs I'm some help right not. now <laughs> now honestly i'm gonna tell you who really what, what, what young artists really caught my eye and God bless you, there was Pop Smoke. Like his, yeah, his, his, his yo, his, 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 his voice was crazy. Delivery was crazy. And it was just refreshing to hear. But at the, my favorite, favorite, Griselda Records, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, and um, and West Side Guns. I don't know if y'all are on it. You know what I mean? But if y'all ain't on that, y'all need to get on that. That's where yeah, hip hop, that is the most refreshing thing in hip hop right now. Okay. You know, you know? I, I, would, I would have to ask my youth. To be honest with you, you know what I mean? But but yeah, definitely that pop smoke, that Kadasi. Yeah. He was hitting for sure. You know Chip what I mean? Says he got a shout out. <laughs> yo, 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 large, yo, Kev, are y'all on Griselda yet? Oh, Benny the Butcher and um Conway and, and, and um West Side Guns? I know nah. Conway. I still as soon as this interview is over, go listen to it. It's gonna pop. Your skull, trust you. Yeah, I'm sure my my youth they be listening to something real hard. Sometimes I'm like, yo, can you turn that down? They be wanting to bump it outside. I, I'm like, damn, I'll be getting old. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. But still a lot that's doing it, and it's like it's it's, it's 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 it keeps you it keeps you rocking. You know. <coughs> it keep, it, I like I like them Absol. I like baby the baby the baby baby. Yeah. 
We, I don't know which one, but he hard right now. Oh, yeah, 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 the baby, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The baby and little baby. Boy, I like both of them. No, but they, he hard. He hard right yeah. now. So, it's, okay. so, there's some out, so there's some out there that you think um, are rocking right now, and then there's some that just, like you future, said. Future is always slamming. You know, right. I got to give Future, he keep it right. You know what I mean? See, the only thing about about today is that there is no filter. So it doesn't take for a label to put out your record. So there's just so yeah. much of it that comes out every day that it's just hard to keep track. Right, right, right. I like, uh, like me, I keep it easy, man. You know, I'm an older guy now, so I just listen to the weekend and try not to, you know, cause it. <laughs> yeah. Cause he hard too. But I like it's still old heads that's doing it. Still cats are still rocking every day. Who was from my era, man? I, oh yeah. I, I, I still love that. No, like you know? even even for LL to go hard on this Black Lives Matter, you know, the time just to hear that and hit public enemy, it was just good to hear, you know, some some elderly brothers, you know, hope no yeah. disrespect, but the yeah. older guys. So, so L, L is L is on the um L, you know, L, of course, from New York. L, L is on the list to be on the show, so y'all make sure y'all tune in when he's on, goddammit. Absolutely. But I, I, I had to, I had to, I, I had to put priority because, like I said, H2O, that's my dude. That's my dude. So let me ask you. So, again, so Heels Without Souls also, which I thought should have been number three um, single. Um, uh. What was your inspiration behind the song Heels Without Souls? Actually, Gibby came up with that concept. That was that was Gibby's beat, and then he just—I you know mean, it was it was just a play on words. It was just talking about soulless, like soulless individuals, where you have a heel but you have no soul. Oh, you know what I mean, okay. play a play on words of a shoe. Okay, mm -hmm. I like that. So, how does that does that resonate now in twenty twenty with you, anyways? Is that resonate? Yeah, that that, that resonates. That's one of those forever resonations. It's just about real life situations. Okay. Sure. Sure. That's yeah, a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of brothers out here, you know, who who walk on their hills, but they ain't got they don't have their soul together, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Real, real. So right. Yeah, it resonates today for sure. <laughs> and that that was the dope thing about GB is GB used to give you a beat, but then he would give you a concept with the beat, and that's what that was super dope about what GB used to do. Hmm, nice, nice. So one of the things, like I said, so in the beginning of my show, I always do the intro. Living a rich life is about, you know, informing, inspiring, making sure that, you know, we're letting folks know the best ways, you know, how they should live, uh, how they can live a rich life. Because you can't really tell anyone, but you're trying to give them inspiration to do do so. So I, I do thank you all for your time and sharing your story on this. Oh, we're not, we're not done, by the way. We're not done. <laughs> But I just want to make sure y'all understand the concept behind what what this is, and yeah, it's a play on words. Yes, I, uh, I am Rich James. Goddamn it, <laughs> <laughs> number twenty one. Oh, Jay. Those days. What do y'all? What do y'all? What do y'all? Because y'all still in New York, Kev, uh, Six Ev, and and Low DL. Yeah, yeah. Face, you're all over the world these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so so you know, first and foremost, family, married. What's going on? Yeah, I'm not. Daughter just daughter graduated from college. Actually, works for Discovery Network, the marketing department, doing well. So you know that's that's always a testament for me is that the children are doing well. So I'm I'm pretty good with that. You know. Okay, low. Well, you know, I'm 
to be blessed with a family, you know, four yeah, kids and three, three, three boys, three boys and a baby, beautiful baby girl. Yeah. You know, got the house on the corner is big as Norman Bates. No, nah. <laughs> 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 oh. DJ 6 Yeah, I got two daughters down there by you. One goes to McDaniels in uh, Westminster, and uh, the baby's at Baltimore School for the Arts. Okay. Beautiful. Family is, family is important. Family is important. That going to these cats is coming in here. Um, see, oh, oh, C. Ford says, what up, fellas? Uh, Hello. So, yeah, okay. yeah. One says, dopeness. Sky Zoo, West Side Guns, dopeness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Said it hard to obtain knows what they're talking about. All right. Um sure. would love to see another album. Okay. So again, you got some folks happy going on. There's something going on out there. Um yeah. more questions here. So I don't know if y'all know, you probably do know. 25 year anniversary of your, your debut album. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually on twenty. We're on 20, 20, 26 years now. Twenty six. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, that, yeah. A healthy amount of time, and folks just listen. Like you said, taste. They listen to it a little more. I know. I, I know. I'm listening to it because I ain't gonna lie. I'm like you, Lo. I don't know what the hell these kids are saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, I try to keep it simple. You know, the R&B. You know, grass me. Like I said, you know, my youth, they try to keep me up, keep me abreast of what's going on. Other than that, I mean, like I said, it's hard, man. I, like, I, I like the baby. And like Shrizzy, like like my boy Taste was saying, you know, I mean, that boy, that boy Pop Smoke, he was hard, man. I can only yeah. imagine. Like, damn, I wish we could stop the senseless killing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's violence, yeah. crazy. You know, so yeah, it's what it is. Right. Somebody said, what was your best childhood memory in New York? Man, I mean, shit, I guess growing up, like. What the hell was that face? I know, nah, because I got so many of them. Like, they, yeah, I can never I, give, I mean, it, give, you, give you just one. Take away the, in, in, in any way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can sit on the green couch and we can talk about it. It's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Which, which side do you want? But I'm going to keep it positive. I would say just the, the opportunity to be able to, to achieve what we're able to achieve and to know that people go hard at this thing. And we were able to do that. So I would say, just that experience was was yeah. a great achievement, uh, you know, being out here from Long Island for sure. And big up to big up to Melody Massey, who at the time was working at BET and helped push our videos through and get us get us a, a voice to be heard. That was a lot of recognition right there. Yeah, I, I would say I would say for me, I would say for me winning the gold medal for Long Island in '86 and bringing it home. You know, okay. Mm -hmm. We won the Empire State Games gold medal, you know what I mean? Mr. Brad and <laughs> from Lakeview, you know, Lakeview would really help mold Roosevelt. It's a lot of uh -oh. connection between Lakeview and Roosevelt, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Case. What up? What's the question? Um, um, that's childhood memory. That's what my memory was, yeah. winning that joint. <laughs> Playing some of the basketball. And 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 um and a hot dog truck in Lakeview Park <laughs> after the pool. <laughs> Playing pools and shit, right? Oh, about some food. Lord have mercy. Lord. Well, you know, I you know, I, I like I said, there's too many to uh 
yeah. to even talk about. But since you guys were sharing it and we, we go way back, I, I have to say one of my favorite all time is when uh, me and you, Chase, was playing football. I was about to say that too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this this was before all the, all the hard top team came to be. And as a young kid, we were playing football and, and Warren was running back and I was leading the block. I, I, I did a I did the NFL block. Yeah. Warren, I heard Danny Cooper say, ooh, good block. Ooh. Stepped on my back, ran for about 88 yards. 80 yards. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that play like it was yesterday, too. Franklin oh, Square, yeah. nighttime game. Yep. Lord have mercy. And I got to say, I got to say, shout out, shout out to, to, to your parents because, again, I, uh, you know, just, just the, the influence, the, um, you know, it's, it's again, you talk about some of the music and, and how things were back then. I think at any given moment, any of our parents would have popped this in our head if we ain't do right. <laughs> and, oh, it was, and it was okay. Yeah, yep, exactly. And it was and it was okay. And that's that's the one thing that you know I don't really see, but I, I won't get to uh, again. Like I remember I'm interview interviewing you guys and uh-huh. talk to y'all and see y'all again. I, I am getting a little emotional because I do appreciate y'all taking the time. I appreciate y'all um during that time, you know. Hey yo, Rich, come on. Even try to yeah. get my son in the video. Devin was yeah. so <laughs> Go ahead, Warren. Yeah, right? yeah. okay. He woke up he woke up and said, What? What? Remember, uh, remember, remember my son woke up, he said, what? I won cake. I won cake. I losing his memory. <laughs> Yo, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> I tell you, boy. Word. I tell you. So, all right, let's, let's keep it going here, because, again, this stuff is, is still is still coming in, and we still got some stuff going on. So, what is your greatest success to date? Whether it's in music, outside of music, what is your greatest success to date? I mean, for me, I guess to take to take what I what I learned and the relationships that I had to music and turn it into my own marketing company was the was the best thing because that like the music allowed me the relationships to then get into music marketing, product placement, and it still pays me to this day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say for myself to uh, obtain a piece of poppy, obtain a piece of this earth here. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's the brewing process. And if you can get your hands on a piece of poppy, the whole perspective to is to obtain it. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So for my success, I would say that was one of my, because from where I come from, that's right. not something that would even be a piece. So from my perspective, I would say, that that was one of my achievements mm-hmm. for sure. DJ six I, I guess. Yo, my, my brother just walked in. Yo, what up? What up? Oh, I'm love. <laughs> what up, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, six right. I, I would say just being a teacher and uh, still coaching and uh, working with the youth. That's like that's just the best feeling ever. You know. That's my my favorite thing to do. I still I'm a teacher still, so you know. Okay, okay. See here. Yo. Yo, how's your family, Rich? How's your mom doing, everybody? Oh, well, mom, mom's mom's is good. All is well, you know. She she she's still a cop. Always a cop. Always a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but she's, she's doing well. She's doing well. As a matter of fact, she was on. Um, I had a I had a show. Titled on uncomfortable conversations during all this time, uh, you know, the 
with George Floyd, so that was a good conversation, and she was on the good. panel. So good. Good. Tell her I said hello. Give her my love. I, I, that I will. That I will. Yes, indeed. So, I, and I even I had you talked about you know with, with your kids, and you know I had my daughter, my youngest daughter, on the show uh, um, as well. She she does some dancing. So, uh, and you know these kids be getting it too, boy. Yeah. So. Yo, how old Devin? Devin, 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 like one hundred and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, Devin's like twenty. I want to say Devin's twenty nine or something. Yeah. 28, 28, 27, 28. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's get back. Let's get back to you guys. <laughs> okay. Um, so in, in terms of um what are you doing to maintain and, and kind of stay mentally, emotionally, and physically during these this times, these crucial times, right? Because again, normally we all probably be doing something else, traveling here, just doing something, but how are you keeping yourself um, you know, how you how you maintaining overall? Well, look, honestly, for me, this shit ain't really stopped me much. I just it just it just had me figure out more creative ways to, to to keep the revenue to keep the revenue coming. You know what I mean? And and um, but like I I was a firm believer in yo at, in crisis, you kind of figure out who's who's the talkers, who's the doers. You know what I'm saying? And I always wanted to be a doer, so it really didn't stop much of what I was doing. That sounded like Tonta talking there. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. May she rest in power. Absolutely, absolutely. You know that. All right, DL. What's the question again? My bad, bro. <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> so, how do you maintain oh, yourself? How, oh, yeah, how, yeah. how did you maintain yourself during this time? Well, for me, you know, besides like you know the mask and washing my hands consistently and things like that, you know, I, you know, fortunately, I'm a nine to fiver. You know, well. If two jobs, but anyway, no, I'm a nine to fiver and I'm still currently working. So, in okay. for me, you know, I, I'm working short hours or whatever the case is. So, it's working out for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Six, seven. How'd you? But I'll tell you. So, you're teaching, you're teaching now, but so class is not in session, is it? Well, not, not physically. Not, not, yeah, not physically in session, but you know, I. I got. I, I'm still still working with my marketing. I I, I do uh, digital marketing for a company out of Baltimore. So um, and just just staying staying. I still play. So I'm playing every almost. So that that physical. Oh yeah, and that too. Okay. See, everybody, this what keeps us mentally strong right here during this COVID. Mm. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Yeah. Taste, let's talk. So, taste. I know you're 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 bicoastal now, uh -huh. right? So, yeah. how would it like being? Because you're back on this side of the world, and that's why we make sure we're able to capture you. Uh -huh. um, and they, they, the cases over there are kind of got high. Is that why you got out of Dodge for a few days? What? What you say? Cali, because the numbers went up high in Cali. Right? Oh, yeah. honestly, that's one of the reasons. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> got a, got up out of there for a little while. Let them figure it out. Come back to New York with my family for a couple of weeks before I get before I head back out to the West Coast. Okay. Oh, that, that's 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 too funny. So, um, all right. Someone said, "Tell us something that um, <laughs> tell us something that Rich or no one else knows about you that's really interesting or funny." Ah, shit. Somebody asked what? that question. They want you to tell something that's really interesting or funny that no one else really knows about you. 
Well, it might not be about him, but that is like if you ever came to Rich Crib to spend the night on Friday night, better make sure you're gonna get up early and clean because his balls are not playing. Word of up. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to probably be the only one that come and spend the night on Friday night because I'd either have to clean up my house or his house, and at least we, we could all clean together. <laughs> you, and, you, and, you and Dave, you and David Bradshaw. Yeah, yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Y'all terrible. That that's just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's a question here. So apparently New Yorkers have a, a certain uh, a certain accent, which I hear that often still sometimes. But the question is, what is your favorite word? How often do you use it? And can you give us an, uh, an example? You know, it's yeah. like New York, no doubt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but uh, I don't know. Is, this, is it that favorite or is it just what everybody, I don't, I don't know. For my favorite word, um, I think to be honest with you, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I say, um, I, say I think words. I say absolutely all the time. Word. Because I'm not absolutely, I mean, I'm yeah, not, like, absolutely. Yeah, because I, Yo, think, that's a good know, one. I say that a lot too, Lars. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> that means absolutely, you know? No doubt. It, it wrap, to me, it wraps it all up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. <laughs> Somebody be like, Yo, son, I mean, they be trying to mock me. They be like, son, I, first Yo, of all, son. I don't even say that. Oh, well, well, I mean, the mother, oh, word the mother. <laughs> I mean, I'm word the mother. Word the mother. <laughs> word the mother. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All right, so said, hey, here's a good one. Saying though, keep your hands off. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying though, right? Yeah, Lord. Okay, someone asked the question. Can you share how you came up with each of your names? So, uh, taste, you go first. All right. Well, I was at the time. I was maybe about. 12 years old, and I was supposed to battle Flavor Flav at the MLK Center in Rockwood <laughs> Center. And so at the time, my name, you remember, everybody was like Easy E, so my middle name was Trent, so they, they used to call me Mellow T. So my little brother was like, yo, you can't go in there with no name like Mellow T battling Flavor <laughs> Flav. So you should be MC Taste, which is every flavor, and it stuck. Ah, okay. No, how it came up to you? For me, I, I think it was just my my personality, you know. Like I, I love to come out when it was raining, which is weird. Like who likes to hang out in the rain? <laughs> Think about my personality. It's like shit. I didn't want you to know what was going on, <laughs> so it was just pretty much worked out with just who I was. So, so I would say, yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. much where the death yeah, came yeah. from. Okay, it, 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 a reserve type. Okay, and uh, and and Kev, not down at in the <laughs> Smith. Yeah, Neil, he was snapping on me, and he said, "You man, you got to be the tallest DJ in the world." <laughs> I told him, "I was like, I'm six seven. DJ six seven. He was like, "Yes," and then he and was like, stuck. "You go, you gonna have to pay me for that." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. That sounds like Todd. That sounds like Cornelius. Okay, cool. Well, one of the things, gentlemen. Uh, again, I want to thank you all for joining. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I do want to thank and shout out uh, our guy, Miles Eason, for, for putting this together. He will tell you literally since I started the show that all I wanted to do, one of my things was, if nothing else, before this show dies, which it ain't going nowhere no time soon, I'm going to have hard to paint on here. So I want to thank Miles for that. Um, one of the things I like to ask my guests before I close out is, um, what does living a rich life mean to you? And we'll 
We'll start off with you, DJ Six Sev, and then we'll go to PL, then we'll go to Taste to close it out, close it out for us. One, one, one thing for nothing. Okay. Rich life, everything, you know, like it's not just monetary, you spiritually, you're healthy, your children are healthy, you got some money in the bank, you know, rich, you know, that's okay. good, you know what I mean? No doubt. For me, yeah. living life for me is working hard, loving the people that 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 you that you can that you can see every day, you know, your loved ones, your family, you know. I think being able to embrace them every day and, and to achieve great things. <laughs> okay. Faith, I hope you didn't freeze on me. Oh. Um, to, yeah, to me, living a rich life is being able to do something for a living that you love to do so it never feels like work. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. And um, I'll, I'll um, just so you know, I will send a link out to e email it so you can, again, post it out. It's going to be streaming. Um, again, I want to thank you. For me, it's, it's real simple. Okay. Uh, rich Life is about good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Um, I want to thank you, gentlemen. I want to thank you, Kings. For one, uh, we don't talk every day, but when we talk, I feel like I don't skip a beat with you guys, man. And um, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a hard drop team album. I'm gonna have something to do with it. If you got put one song together for me, goddamn it, <laughs> that's facts. So I'm gonna work on something. Else. It's definitely something. It's definitely something that we've been talking about for quite yeah. some time. So yeah. hopefully we'll be able to make it come to fruition. No, no doubt. So we're gonna we're gonna work on something. Put some things together. I see why not. See, we, we still got some fuel in the tank. I know I do. Y'all look like y'all do too. So it won't be from a, a lack of trying. I do thank you for watching. Um, I do thank those for listening. I am your host, Rich James. Um, at the end of the day, make sure you be inspired to live a rich life. Until next time, I'll talk to you next week. I'm out. Yo, thanks for having us. Peace, no my brother. Love you, uh, bro. I'm about to go listen to Street Dweller now. <laughs> Bump oh. it. Bump no doubt. All right, baby. All right. Man. All right.